This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 149, Become a Legacy Builder with Joe Overfield. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Welcome, everyone, to our latest episode. I'm so glad you're with me today. I have a question for you. Have you ever had that moment, that sinking pit feeling in your stomach where you said to yourself, oh, no, I just made a terrible mistake? Maybe worse. I knew it was coming. I should have prepared better for it, and this is all my fault. Have you ever had that feeling? That's a terrible feeling to have. I know I have over my life. It's not fun. But For the best of us, have you ever taken that feeling, that moment, that regret, and turned it into something that could add incredible, significant value for yourself and for other people? That is the power of transformation, from going from loss and regret to providing value to solving people's problems and your own at the same time. That's what I'd like to chat with you guys about today with our guest, Joe Overfield. Now, after working several years in the insurance industry, Joe pursued a lifelong dream in 2015 and started his own firm, Inteliplan Financial. His practice is dedicated to foundational retirement income and shows how clients uh, can provide new strategies outside of their traditional retirement income that stabilize and protect their financial futures. Joe strives to help many people manage market volatility with strategies provided so that clients can feel confident Joe has helped his clients grow and preserve their wealth by helping them take control to reach the retirement income goals without taking unnecessary risks. Joe's a certified financial fiduciary and one of only 200 uh, licensed agents in the country who have gone through the rigorous training and the continuing education requirements to be a bank-on-yourself professional. And he was inducted into the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors as the co-author with Pamela Yellen and myself as a number one Amazon bestseller, The Secret to Lifetime Financial Security. That was a lot of fun to write with Joe and Pamela and the team a few years ago. Joe lives in Columbus, Ohio, where he lives with his two children, and he's been practicing the principles of financial planning, foundational planning, since 2004. And he has an incredible story, and I think also an incredible solution to a problem too many of us are still living with and a danger that might be lurking in your financial life. So I'll leave you with that cliffhanger and I'll introduce you to Joe Overfield. Joe, welcome to the show. Well, hey, thank you, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity of being on your show today. Thank you again for coming on. I wanted to start with who Joe is. And uh, many times I find a lot of insight just in terms of how you first took control of your own money. So take us back to when you were a kiddo. How did you earn your first dollar? Well, I, you know, it's funny because I, I'm the youngest of six kids. And so by the time I came around, my parents had been through everything. And a friend of mine who I went to school with had a paper out. And I was just begging my parents because I didn't have money and I wanted to earn it. And other than just going out and shoveling snow during the winter and raking leaves in the fall, I wanted something that was year round. And they wouldn't let me have it because they had gone through a lot of tough times of experience with my older brother having one. 
So long story short, I ended up partnering up with my, my buddy and he was able to make his route bigger and I helped him every day with it. So that was how I started making my first, first dollars. That is so classic. There's uh, there's, it's a, it's a whole industry that's just not around anymore. Yeah, you know? I know it was a lot of fun. Well, cool. I love it. So you've moved on from that at this point, I assume. And uh, your work now is very similar to the work we do at Lake Growth. But tell us a bit about where work has you, where life has you right now. Tell us a bit about the work you do. Sure, sure. So my, my company, IntelliPlan Financial, is, is basically focused on helping clients with a portion of their retirement portfolio. I'm not the guy that comes in and can do everything for you. We focus specifically on what we call foundational planning. So it's our job to help clients with building their foundation, utilizing tools that offer guaranteed income streams. So similar to what you do, we do some of the same concepts, um, but our focus is really just trying to help our clients teach them how they, they would not run out of, out of money. I like to use the line where you may, you may run out of money, but you'll never run out of income using our strategies. Which is a mind bending concept, Joe. But if folks yeah. rewind and hear you say that again and again, it'll start to make more and more sense. And it's true. You're right. When, when you always have income, how much money you have doesn't matter anymore. Yep, absolutely. But you've also thought even past the final paycheck, so to speak, you've even thought about legacy. And what I really hoped we'd talk about together on our show to get together today is your legacy binder which is a new tool that you've created and you're making it available for the general public. Can you tell me why did you make the legacy binder? What was going on in your practice where you felt like this was a necessary uh, tool to have in the toolbox? Well, it's, you know, it's funny because this was actually the idea was introduced to me, you know, I, many years ago, I've been in financial planning now and for about 13 years and probably about five years or so in, the concept was introduced to me that, you know, there should be something that clients are filling out, keeping track of all their assets. So it's documented and people know where it is and how to find it. And it's, it's one of those things that at the time I just kind of felt like, you know, we, we all know we should do it. It's just, do we actually take the time and do we physically do it? Now, I'm going to put you on the spot, Mark, if that's okay, and I would like to put your listeners on the spot as well. At this point, right now, I want you to ask yourself this question. If you were to pass away tomorrow, would your spouse know all of the assets that you have together and where to find them and who to contact? Well, that's a great question. So I'm going to let that sink in with our listeners first, uh, because why don't you ask that question one more time, then I'll respond. Sure. So you all have to ask yourself that question, which is, if something happened to me tomorrow, would my spouse know all of the assets that we have, where to find them, and who to contact in order to get them? Yeah, very good. Uh, in, and the the I guess I'm feeling pretty happy right now. We did set up a, an estate plan. We have an estate planning attorney who has all of our documents and our trust and everything all set up. But 
Joe, I'll tell you what, I know that I'm not average. I know that I'm pretty weird. I mean, we've got a show called Not Your Average Financial Podcast for a reason. Uh, so I know that that's not common. And if I wasn't doing this as a full-time job, I'm pretty certain it would be one more thing to just have in the back of my mind, setting up an estate plan, putting all these documents in a certain place. I know that that's not something most of our clients have as their front burner items. You know, they got kids to they, feed. They got, uh, you know, really soccer don't. practice to get to. Yeah, they they really don't, Mark. And then that was the thing, you know, when I first heard about it, 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 I really didn't think that hard about it because again, it's, it's just one of those things I felt that people, they know they need to do it. So either they do it or they don't. Well, about four years ago, I received a phone call from a client's wife and it was, you know, 13 years of being in this industry. And about four years ago, I had my first passing, my first client passed and his wife had contacted me because it was about three months later because she found some information that had my in my card and and my contact number on it and she called me just frantic because she didn't know where everything was she you know her husband handled everything for their family and she just didn't know what to do and and to be honest with you it just pulled on my heartstrings because I felt like I had not done my job as an advisor so Really, that was kind of the day that the Legacy Builder was born because it was something I knew that I needed to do for my clients because I never wanted to receive another phone call like that. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. So walk us through what is the Legacy Binder? What problem is it solving for folks? Absolutely. So the Legacy Binder is it's what we'll call it an estate organizer um, a planner, it helps you organize every asset and all your important documents so that you can easily find it, you know where it is, your spouse can find it, and also your children can find it and know where it is as well. So it's, it's a binder that we've put together and I wanna make sure that I'm, I'm clear, it's not to re replace your estate plan or your wills, okay? There's places in the binder where you can actually provide and keep those things inside this binder. It's not to replace it, it's just to organize everything that is held within your wills and your, your uh, estate plan. Fantastic, okay, yeah, yeah it does. Let's get into it some. So how do we all make sure that we're passing the money on to the right people, our children, our spouse, our grandchildren? How do we make sure of that? You know, what makes greatness is starting something that lives after you. And that's a, a quote coming from, from Ralph Sockman. So it's not just, you know, what can you do during your life, but what can you set up and what can you prepare for your family after your life? Okay. So why don't with, with to kind of answer some of your question there, it's let's talk about your, your estate and let's talk about why people have not taken the time to organize this. Like I said before, it's one of those things that everybody knows we should do. But if you honestly ask yourself, have you done it? Probably 90% of you that are listening are going to say, no, I haven't. But we all know we should. So, so why is it that we actually haven't done this, right? There's a lot of confusion involved. There's a lot of conflict. Our problems become the fact that we don't want to think about our own death. 
It's not a fun topic. It's not something you enjoy. It's not something your family enjoys. But if you don't do that, you're causing a lot more strain and stress on your family after you've passed if you haven't organized these things like that. And maybe everyone is different, but you know, what I've been teaching clients is it's definitely something that you have to talk about. It is just as important as preparing your retirement plan. Because at the end of the day, you know, who do you really want your assets to go to? Do you want them to go to the Internal Revenue Service or do you want your, your assets to go to your family the way you would like it to, to be? So whether you're comfortable with it or not, I, I advise everyone to just dive in, put your stress and confusion and worry aside and just make it easier for your family and your loved ones after your passing. I'll tell you, I think the most encouraging and the, the most impressed I am are with the clients that have that are unable or, or it's difficult for them to think about the future or especially their own mortality. But if they're able to push through that even for 10 minutes while we all discuss it together, I, I just am impressed. I'm super duper yeah, impressed with the capacity of those certain people who are able to push through their you know, disinterest and think about it for at least 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes, and then they can get back to you know, worrying about today's stuff. But again, I think the quote that resonates here is, you know, the rich plan for four generations and the poor plan for Saturday night. <laughs> exactly. So t- tell me a bit more about what is happening here. What should we include in our legacy binders? Gotcha. So what you're seeing now is just a real quick picture of what the legacy builder looks like. Okay. So as I said, it's not about replacing your wills or your estate. It's to just organize everything with inside the binder. Okay. So what is inside the binder? Now the binder is broken up in a lot of different sections and all the different tabs are labeled. Now, one of the things is when we did this, we ran a couple of different, uh, we ran our own focus group. So we started with about 10 clients and we send them, we sent them the binder. And we scheduled a time to go through the binder with them after they and their spouse had completed everything. So then we asked them for their feedback. What did they like? What did they dislike? Was there something that we were missing in the binder? Was there something we could add? Were there, you know, we were really just looking for what are the main topics and concepts that people want to see within this binder. Okay. So after we finished and completed that task, we found a couple of things and what we ended up doing was putting obviously the most common bit of information inside the binder, but then we've also left it flexible because we know that we can't put, you know, we, we can't fill, fill this out or have it complete exactly for everyone's needs. So it's flexible and what we tell people is just use it however you want to use it. We're going to give you the general basic idea and the topics and then you completely fill in the additional things that you would want to. So when you start flipping through the binder, there's different tabs. Some are pretty general in terms of your personal information and professional contacts. So you feel free to put as much in there as you want to. Okay, as much detail I recommend to people, just because again, remember, it's not you that necessarily needs to go back and use this. It's your spouse who may not be involved as much or your children who don't know these companies and 
and contacts that you work with. So then there's different tabs for your insurance. You know, we're not talking just life insurance or healthcare, but you also have homeowner's insurance. If your mortgage is paid for, you still need your insurance and it's not through the mortgage company. So you have auto and, you know, your car insurance and maybe you have a, like an umbrella policy type. Well, all of those things will need canceled if you're no longer living, right? So yep. those need to be inside the binder. There goes there, there's a tab for all of your health and your medical care, okay? Within that tab, there's little things that you may not think of, like, for example, hospital. If you become disabled or incapacitated in some sense and your children are taking care of you, maybe there is a hospital that works specifically with your insurance, and that's the hospital you want to be taken to, okay? And again, sounds simple, but have you ever sat down and told your child, your child that if you passed out, you want to go to a specific hospital. No one has. We don't think about those things. It makes a big uh, difference too. Uh, oh, the absolutely. amount of care you might receive. Yep. That's right. Um, Where your records are. For, then there's tabs for your bank accounts, you know, all of your investment and trust accounts. Okay. Now those are the common things that you are familiar with, all the assets that you have. But, you know, then we've taken it a step further and we've got information about Social Security. So if you're not taking Social Security yet, there's a tab on Social Security, which gives you advice, gives you the Social Security website. So there's not just uh, information that you're putting in. There's also a lot of valuable information that you may not have used yet. So there's a lot of advice and value within this binder. It also has sections for you to list all of your liabilities and your debts. We wanna make sure those things that you owe get taken care of, and maybe your children or your spouse aren't aware of every little thing. How many business owners out there had to take that extra credit card mark and didn't tell their spouse when they right. needed to mm -hmm. do it for the business, right? Mm -hmm. So those are things that you wanna make sure you're aware of and you have in this book. Well, and you've also got sections in here on in the event of death, you know, here's my powers of attorney, here's my guardian over my property, caretaker yes. of my pet, yeah. and uh, even burial information. But one of the things that really caught my eye is the survivor's checklist. Are you, are you yeah. able to talk through what is the I, survivor's checklist? I absolutely am. And I was kind of building up to that because that is one of my favorite things. And it really also was inspired from that phone call of my client's spouse who she was lost. She had no idea, you know, he was 48 years old and they have nine children. Wow. So not only is she now worried about the fact that he was the breadwinner and she was the stay at home mom with all the kids and homeschooling. And well, now she's also mom, dad, <laughs> managing all the funds, but has never been as involved. With and nine kids, where, she's also the army captain. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really what got to me is she just had no idea where to turn. <clears throat> so one of the things we've added in this in this booklet is again a tab that's called "In the Event of Death," and within that, there's a few different pages of information. But one of my favorites is called the Survivor Checklist. When you lose a spouse or a loved one, it's it's you. If you've ever been in that situation, it is a tremendous, stressful time. 
it's painful, you're, and, and some people go into shock and they're not thinking clearly. So what this checklist is designed to do is to basically give you a guideline of everything that you need to do. It starts off with what do we do immediately? And it gives you an idea of, you know, hey, we need to go out and, and obtain a, the death certificate, right? So people don't realize how many copies of that death certificate they need because they have to send off that death certificate to every company to show that the, the client has deceased in order for them to return and receive ownership of those assets. Mm -hmm. So we give you a guideline of making sure that you have 12 copies of that. Now, just for the sake of time, I won't go through the entire list here, but you know, there, those are the things that, you know, there's a list of things that you want to make sure you take care of immediately. And then there's another list of things that you want to do within 30 to 60 days of the person's passing. And it gives you things like, you know, making sure that you contact the social security administration, you know, that you, if, if they were a veteran, you want to talk to them about burial and survival monuments because there's benefits there. Contact the Department of Health. Who thinks to do these things, especially when you're going through a time when you are not in your own right mind? Okay, mm -hmm. so it's just a great checklist to help people stay on track and do exactly what they need to do and to also help them make sure that they're doing it right. There's information there for what to do and, you know, notifying the credit agencies and, you know, the three main Equifax, TransUnion and Experian, it gives you their phone numbers. So everything that you need to make sure you're doing is all in this checklist for you. It's, mm. it's all there. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So I, I really, the idea really is, is, you know, we just, you know, we appreciate the support of our clients so much that when they're in that situation, we want to make sure that they know we're there for them. Now, how often should we update this information and where do we keep it? That is a great question. And also, it leads right into my next slide, Mark. So you are a pretty smart guy there. It's almost like we planned that. Exactly. <laughs> but so, you know... It, as life goes on here, and if you're seeing my slide, it says, when, when should I update my information? So it really just depends. I can certainly give you some guidelines. And what I tell people is, anytime you have a major life change, you should be going in and updating your, your legacy builder. So if you change jobs, obviously that means you're moving to a new company. You may start a new 401k. So you want to go in and you want to add in your new 401k, okay? So if you, if you get married and now have a spouse, you want to add that spouse. If you have a child, you want to make sure that your child's information is updated in your legacy builder. So think of it like that when there are those life changes, those major life changes. And then otherwise, you know, for your assets and your accounts, we recommend maybe once a year sit down and update your account information in the legacy builder. If you're not necessarily keeping track of values or putting estimates in there, that's okay. No worries there. Your account information, maybe your, your contact that you work with at the company has changed. So you want to make sure that that's updated. 
your account numbers typically don't change. So long story short, you know, I recommend once a year going in and just keeping track to make sure everything is up, updated within the legacy builder. I assume you'll sit down and uh, remind clients to update as needed, hmm. uh, I suppose. Yes. And where do we keep this once it's all written up? Is it, good, is it should it be in Fort Knox lockdown or uh, keep it out <laughs> on the kitchen table? It's a great question. And you know, this is your sensitive information. So you may not just want any Joe Schmo who comes to visit your home, be able to see and access this binder. Okay. So you definitely want to have it in a safe, secure location within the home. Okay. Maybe in a fireproof lockbox. You can put it's it's a binder size as you see in the pictures, but you know if it's too big for that, I've had I've had clients who have said that they're keeping it at uh, their sister-in-laws or their brother-in-laws who's close by. So everybody is different. What you want to do is you want to find a place that it, if you keep it in your own home, it should be in something that is fireproof. That way, you know again this is something you'll need if you have a fire in your home. You'll want to go right in, grab your insurance information, and be able to reach out to your insurance company. So think of it like that. Where are people not going to see it that you don't want to see? Where is it safe? But at the same time, where could your spouse or your children get, get their hands on it if it's needed? Speaking Does that of, make sense to you? It does, yes. Speaking Good. of children... Uh, and parents, tell me, how are we supposed to bring this subject up? I'm, I'm concerned that a lot of our listeners want to talk about this with their children, or yeah. maybe they're the adult children and they need to talk to their aging parents about this. How do we broach the subject without sounding morbid? The an easy answer is you just do it. Taking the line from Nike, just do it. It is so important. Don't be afraid to discuss it. Have the conversation with your children. And, you know, if you're, if you are uh, an adult child listening to this and you have not had this conversation with your parents, okay, you just, you just do it. You tell them, listen, I'm concerned that we want to make sure your legacy carries on. You have, and again, this is if you're talking to your parent, you have worked your entire life and you want your legacy to be handled the way you want it to be handled. So we need to have that conversation. Don't be afraid to have that conversation. It's not easy. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's real simple, but you just wanna do it. It's one of those things that you need. So if it's your parents you need to talk to about it, you go to them, you sit down and you tell them, hey, mom, dad, we love you. We just wanna make sure that when something happens to you, and you pass on that we are handling your estate the way you want us to handle it. Thank you for giving yeah. us some of those opening statements, Joe. Could you also flip that? Now I'm the aged, now I'm the aging parent. Mm -hmm. What do I say to my children without frightening them? I say pretty much the same thing. Number one, we just do it. We explain to them that listen, you know, I am going to pass on at some point. It isn't inevitable. And I want to honor my legacy. I've worked my entire life. I don't, I want to make sure that my assets pass on to you as simply as possible. And, you know, 
that's why I, that's why I live today. That's why I've worked so hard. I've raised you from the day you were born. And my job is to continue taking care of you after I'm gone. So I want to make sure that you know all of the assets that I have and that they get passed on to you uh, when that day comes. Awesome. Now this is a big project. And if you're like most of us listening today, you know, it's just one more project to do. I have found whether it's my own health or uh, some sort of business problem I'm trying to solve, having a friend or a guide, more likely a guide to guide me through this to make sure I do it and do it right uh, is going to be the difference between success and failure. So Joe, who can help us put something like this together? Gotcha. So, you know, first of all, you, you talk to your, if you have a financial advisor, you speak with them and you ask them if they have something that they've already put together and organized and processed. And if they do not, then you reach out to me. And one of the things that I have found is that, you know, we can go out online and we can find things like this and we can purchase them. But if you don't actually work with someone who is professionally trained in helping you fill this out, then number one, you're not going to do it right. But number two, and probably most important is you may not be disciplined enough to actually do it. So it's one thing that, yes, you can create some of this stuff on your own, but there's also a lot of information that the professionals can give you that you just did not even think about. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, perfect example is who are all the people you need to contact after your loved one has passed. So, and I tell you what, it's, it's, it's not as simple as it sounds. And if it's not done right, you could be dealing with hassles for a number of years. And yeah. It just, it makes things so much simpler. So you, you know, you certainly can reach out to us and we'll be definitely able to help you with this. It's a huge topic that can be done poorly and the family will be worse off as a result. If you have multiple wills laying around, hand scratched on the back of an envelope. Uh, but if you've done it right and you've organized things well, it makes your final gift to your family a huge a huge blessing and a gift uh, that they can remember you fondly for. So Joe, tell folks how they can get this binder and how they can reach, reach out to you. All right. So basically what you want to do is if this is of interest to you, we sell these binders for $199. Okay. But for your listeners, if they contact us and mention that they had heard about the legacy builder on on the famous Mark Willis's Not Your Average podcast, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to knock off a hundred bucks on that binder. So the cost would be $99. But what's most important is what we're going to do with that is we're also going to schedule an hour meeting with you to help you go through this binder and make sure that you are completing it correctly. So again, it's one thing to, to make the purchase, but let's make sure you're using it properly so that it does its job the way that it should. Awesome. So it's $199 originally, but for our wonderful and not so average listeners, it's, it's $99 plus an hour of your time at no additional cost. That's fantastic, Joe. Thank you for that. That's certainly. You're certainly welcome. So the way you'd want to do that is you want to contact my office. Okay. And our, uh, you're going to reach out to my assistant. Her name is Molly Kane. 
and you can reach her directly at 614-255-7547, or you can reach her also via email, and her email address is mkane, and that's M-K-A-N-E, at intelliplanfinancial.com, and that is spelled I-N-T-E-L-L-I-P-L-A-N, financial.com. So you reach out to Molly by phone or via email. You tell her you would like to order the Legacy Builder and she will place that order for you and she will get you scheduled for that hour walkthrough where we will go through and help you complete the binder properly. Great stuff. Joe, thank you for being on this incredible episode, uh, probably something that may change the lives of generations to come. So thank you for all you're doing. You're certainly welcome, Mark. And again, I really appreciate the opportunity to to join you today. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you again, Joe, for your insight, your passion, your commitment to serving others and serving your clients. And thank you for the opportunity to learn about the Legacy Builder. You know, guys, I think everybody should have something like this in your documents somewhere. You know, it's really tough to overemphasize how burdensome and how stressful it is when a loved one passes away. And when that's you, you want to make sure that you're leaving your loved ones the very best possible chance they can to survive and thrive after you're gone. I believe the Legacy Builder is a great way to make sure that happens. So where can we start? I'd say the very best thing you can do is check out our checklist, the Survivor Checklist, And if you'd like, be sure to go to Joe's contact information where you can reach out to them and ask for the Legacy Builder so they can begin to help you. Even if you're a client of ours, you can work with Joe to help get that builder set up. Hope all's well for you guys. Hope you have a wonderful week. And thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.